Hello guys, welcome to the Electric Theory Podcast. My name is Gina Shear and I am one of your co-hosts. We have a special episode for you guys today. We are doing something a little unique and I am here with my other co-host. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, Joshua Hunt. I am back baby and I have brought (laughs) friends. I'm very, very excited for today's, like you said, special unique episode. To my left, I have Trey and to his left, we got AJ or however he wants to introduce himself, but I can't wait to dig into their backgrounds, what they do, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about culture, a little bit about the marketplace, and a little bit about agility, and really just penetrating the marketplace with our ideas and our values and how to do that um, effectively. So without further ado, we have 24 hours a day. Organize your day. Work hard. I'm here to talk about success. Year, I had the privilege of speaking at this um, particular setting. So, for protection of the individual that said it, I'm just speaking in very vague terms. But I spoke about kingdom leadership. Mm-hmm. And what I came to the realization was is that if nobody in their home or in their area or in their culture in their community if they have never been told that they are a leader Mm. that they are valuable Mm. that they are special that they are loved they can live a life never knowing it and it took me I, I did this I had to prepare a 52 minute like session and the whole session was centered around you cannot have community without unity. Mm-hmm. And so that was centered around, um, I think I did it in the book of Romans 12, where it talked about everybody serves a purpose. Everybody right. has a purpose. And the entire purpose is meant to come together for one body. And so when I saw, when I spoke about that and I was sitting and telling this whole group in general terms, everybody in here, you're a leader. You just need to figure out what your path is, what your purpose is, what you have been called to do. But do not look at the person next to you or to the left or right of you and feel that you need to veer into their lane because their road doesn't have potholes right now. Mm-hmm. Yours does. You have potholes in your road and you can't. You're trying to get through them, but theirs looks smooth. And you're like, well, I want to get in their road because it's smoother. It's like, no, 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 no. You get through your potholes. Because eventually, once you get back on your smooth road, you may be able to help them change their flat tires Mm -hmm. because their potholes may be ahead. You just didn't see them coming. Mm -hmm. So don't think that you need to veer left or right into either Mm -hmm. one of those lanes because your lane is your lane for a reason. And you have to drive it. But understand that that lane that you're driving is going to lead you to the path and the purpose that you have been called to do so that way you can go out and make the impact that you have been called to make. Because a person who is an atheist who comes into Christ, their testimony is going to be completely different from a person who dealt with church hurt. Mm. (laughs) and so how a person sees church hurt and they maybe went to a place where there wasn't good doctrine teaching and they felt neglected by the church their ideology and their principles was going to be completely different but it's the same thing in the culture and so hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. but if you don't look at the hurt that you endured and got through as a testimony to help somebody else that went through then you'll never understand what you've been called to do it goes no different for the next generation of kids. And so for each and every one of us in here who we're all in our 30s, um, like anywhere from the age of 25 to about 35 right now, we are the bridge between two generations right now. And so what we have is we have a younger generation who looks at the elders as just old people and they don't look at them as the wisdom givers. 
So we are now in the middle of these two generations having to say, no, you guys need to know this because you don't know how much I loved my grandma or my grandpa. You don't know how much I needed them. You don't understand sometimes maybe my relationship with my parents wasn't the best, but I could always depend on my grandparents to always be there for me, to care for me, to nurture me, to be able to instill discipline and wisdom in me because this new generation, while though they may be very intrinsic, they may be, they may be very uh, creative, they don't even understand that they are in the best time to be an entrepreneur right now. You can be an entrepreneur at 13 years old and literally be developing your life right now because of the accessibility to resources. But you didn't have that accessibility unless the elders created a pathway for you to even get to that point. Right. So we have to be the ones that are going to our elders and saying, well, hey, listen, what I'm struggling right now to be the best father that I can be. Yeah. Where did you fall short? Mm. And they will instill that wisdom or, hey, you know, I'm worried. Man. I'm chasing this career. I'm going after the money. I'm going after the money. But I don't I don't feel like I'm moving in the right direction. And they will tell us. But then what do we have to do? We now have to go to them and try to instill as much as we got from them and them and tell them, well, you can also go to them and get that same information, which helps us recreate the regenerative cycle that is necessary to keep a more prosperous world moving. Because like you mentioned earlier, yes, we as Christians cannot impose so much of our values on others because if they don't believe it, it's like beating a, a dead horse. So you, mm -hmm. you have to, in sense that we have to continue to walk in the pathway. But if there is a, a, there's not a regenerative cycle for them or for people who are confused, people who are lost, people who are seeking things, if they don't have anything to go back to, then that's it's a half circle. It, you don't get the full complete thing going. So in that essence, I think that it's important for us to see. I, I always say it like this. We're not judged on what we do going forward. Mm -hmm. We're judged on the pathway that we're creating for the people who are behind us. Yeah. And that starts with mm. if you know your purpose and you know what you've been called to do and you're comfortable and, you're, and you feel valued in that path pathway and you're okay with no matter what it looks like, you're okay with still walking it. What it does is it shows them continue to trust the process continue to seek wisdom understand that iron sharpens iron understand that we all have a testimony but guess what if you're down i'm gonna do the best i can to pick you up because one day i'm gonna fall and i'm gonna need that exact same hand and that starts with we cannot put a value dollar amount on our gifts you give the gift freely yeah and let it and let the blessings come because if you always say, well, I'm valued this, I'm worth this, you should, I you don't know what I'd have been through. I you can't tell me nothing. It's like, okay, I understand that. But is this all for your glory? Yeah. Or is this for the purpose for you to help somebody else who's been through the same thing that you've been through? That, to me, is extremely important for the younger generation to understand. Because in my profession of work, I do CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. My main responsibility is to ensure that one, I'm creating effective programs that help the next generation continue to see a new future that they're walking into. But it's also to make sure that corporate constituents are seen as heroes in the community. Yeah. That, I think mm -hmm. we were talking about balance earlier. Like yeah. I'm having to essentially balance my morality with shareholders' needs. Right. And in that balance, I have to figure out how can I continue to remain intentional in everything that I do, but also make sure that the next generation has to understand this generation is always going to look for ways to capitalize off of what they're interested in. And so if they just continue to have the consumer based mindset in all that they do and they're just like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna watch Twitch streams all day or I'm going to be on TikTok all day. I'm going to be scrolling social media all day. Then they are just continuing to play into the hands of 
how they're going to continue to build their money because they don't understand <laughs> that they don't understand that the marketing data and the KPIs and the research right. is being done on them, and then yeah. they're building five year projections on what decisions <laughs> that they're going to make within the next five ten years. So they don't understand that. Okay, That's we have to have this bridge to make sure that one, they're not going to continue to pervert the next generation, but they can understand that. Hey, I need to learn where are we as a society, where are we as a world, and how does the sense of the bridge, how do we continue to build this healthy bridge so that way they're not over-perverting, they're not appreciating the sweat equity that has been put in, and then we can continue to make sure that we are thriving into one day we're going to be those elders, and we have to then be responsible to help the ones behind us regenerate the new cycle because there's nothing new under the sun, but the power of technology and the power of the algorithms and the powers that be are going to continue to find any way yeah. To capitalize off of trauma, capitalize off of generational curses, capitalize off of the need for money to feel valued, to feel important, right. to feel special. They're going to find ways to capitalize. So we just have to figure out, okay, in a capitalistic world, how am I going to say bump the capitalism? How are you doing? How is your heart? Where's yeah. your head at? Is there anything that I can help you out with? Um, is there anything I can pray for you about? Is there anything that, you know, you know, what, what, what can we do to make sure that you feel special, you feel valued, you feel heard and understood? But understand that after I give you that information, you still have a level of accountability that you mm -hmm. need to you know, put into yourself to go out and make something better out of what you may see as a gloomy situation. Yeah. Um, you, you had started that, that off with everyone's a leader. and The algorithms of the culture. Mm -hmm. You believe that everything that you have is for you and yourself only. Then you have given your heart to the opposition. And you know, then you stop believing in morality, values. <laughs> yep. It's a whole the, cycle. The cycle goes, and then you then what happens is once you've reached your lowest low and you've reached the bottom of the pit, you you then also fall victim to the reality that nobody's going to help you. Mm -hmm. It's like the prodigal son. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you don't, if you don't believe, and you don't believe that, hey. I can also, it's okay if you if you have that mindset, if you found yourself being selfish and self-centered and narcissistic in all your desires and what you want, and you believe that every gift was just yours and it belonged mm -hmm. to you, and you finally get to that humbling point where you're at your lowest low, you still don't conform, then that is where, I hate to say it like this, but we have to just, you have to accept that reality that if you don't want to move in a more positive direction, that is your fault. Because there is information out there that will tell you that you're not. There's information out there that will tell you that you are valued. There's information that tells you it's okay to fall down, but you can get back up. There is information that will tell you, hey, there is somebody that does care. And there's also somebody that's been through that exact same thing. And if you if you still are willing to ignore all of those signs that say you can get out of this, yeah. you can get through this, you can be better than what the circumstances that you grew up in. You don't have to look at the culture as your place of worship. You can look at something else and realize that, oh, so my meaning of life is not about me, but that also takes, we have to take, I think you mentioned earlier, partiality. You know, the, a lot of the foundations of America and what you talked about as well has been also centered around partiality. At a certain point, partiality became a focal point of capitalism. Partiality says a rich man and a poor man walk into a room. You give the rich man a seat. You make the poor man sit on the floor because you believe that the rich man has some form of value that he can actually give to you and the poor man can't. Mm -hmm. Whereas either you give them both a seat or you make them both sit on the floor. Mm -hmm. We as a culture and as a, as a culture have 
built their foundations on partiality. My race is better than your race. My right. my ethnicity is better than your ethnicity. Right. Your ethnicity does this. Your, whereas we, when you step into the Christian values, or you know, it's really centered on like, we don't battle flesh and blood. We're battling spirits, the spirit yeah, that lives in us. So you don't look at somebody else's skin tone <clears> and say, "Well, my my everything that comes with the skin tone has some form of a characteristic." Whereas it says, "No, no, no. We're all brothers and sisters in this walk, yeah, and right. no matter what." you come from no matter what you've been through you still have a testimony and i want to hear it and then i want to share mine with you and then we're going to be able to hug this thing out and we're going to be able to comfort each other during this time but you know, if partiality is the center point of culture then we're never going to see the prosperity of love that's that's so important Ooh. and well yeah say that one more time and say it one more time i was about to say it say it one more time say it one more time <laughs> Sorry, that was recorded, so we'll we'll put it on repeat. Yeah, better than repeat. <laughs> I, I have to. Uh, can I go back to kind of some of the things that you were talking about? Um, and especially, I just kind of want to allude to the point that you were making as well. Um, when we do have to make it uh, part of our agenda, even as you know, individuals in the millennial world as well, too. Um, to develop a character of identifying the characteristics that people may have, especially when it comes in a generation, because I really do think it is important for people to understand that they are leaders. Right. They do mm -hmm. have the capacity to exemplify the influence and they can do some of the things that we sometimes feel like is impossible to mm -hmm. step like into that authoritative like type nature that we've really kind of been given. And I, I usually do it like this, you know, there's like three types of people that are walking around, especially when it comes to identity, there's unidentified, or right. misidentified, mm -hmm. and there's identity. There's like identified, you've been identified. Usually identified is you're comfortable with who you are yeah. and the person that you are. So you've been, you know, confirmed or affirmed, you know, right. when it comes to, yes, you can be the leader that you were called to be. And then you have misidentified people who really haven't had that. And that's where I challenge, you know, like, millennials and I challenge like even the older generation, the wiser generation to like make it your mission to to get and mentor people because people all the time want to be just confirmed and affirmed. Right. You know, by individuals who have stepped into certain things that they've never been able to like that a lot of people usually don't don't get to to experience. Right. And I think that is so important because if we continuously move into a realm of our life where we feel like it is the norm, we leave out a whole group of a generation that is literally waiting for mm -hmm. somebody to say, you have the capacity mm -hmm. to do that. So that is literally speaking life into the individual. Right. And what's so great about that, it doesn't take religion. It right. doesn't yeah. take a certain value system. Just right. speak life. Just right. notice yeah. something about a person. Yeah. Like, just speak life. And then you have... You know, people who have been misidentified. Mm -hmm. And those are the people literally who have, like, looked at somebody else and said, I want to mirror my life after that person. Mm -hmm. right. Really when it's not something that we are supposed to, like, walk in and things of that nature. And so we can sometimes move in those directions when we really haven't been called for it, called to move in that. Right. And then try to, like, we ponder why it's not working for us. Mm -hmm. Because we're usually doing something that we wasn't called to do. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to mimic the fingerprint of somebody else. Yes. Right. And that's really not how we are supposed to be called. And I love that leadership talk that he was just giving because right. that is so important. Uh, right. There's some of, some of the reasons why the generation that is before us are moving in the direction that they're moving in is because we haven't came in and said, 
yo, come here. Yeah. Let me show you how to do this. Let me show you how to walk this walk. I know that you want to go this direction, but right. let me show you my experience. Right. Let me hold your hand. You can take it or leave it, but I mm-hmm. feel better about myself because I've been able to give you a seed yeah. that you can function off of. Yeah. Right. And if we don't take that type of stewardship within our mentorship, right. then we can easily always look at some other generation and say, like, you're just running up the road, like, path, you know? And so, like, and, and then I want us to just make another point, hold on to the one that you would be behind right now, is that we are moving into a world where you was talking world where we live in the right partiality, basically, where it's less about racism and it's more about classism. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're getting rid of the middle class and we're literally yep. moving against yeah. like rich or poor. Haves, have nots. Exactly. Yeah. And we're moving into this idea of how we like will categorize people. Right. And we can only we will only allow ourselves to measure success based off of how much money you're making. Yep. Or and look we, like you're making. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like more importantly. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> what it is. Exactly. And we don't we fail to realize that if you are making at least over, you know, $35,000, right. you are richer than 1% of this whole world. Right. But we've allowed ourselves to really just rot in comparison that we really can't see the good things that are happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I also challenge individuals as well. Like, don't just travel to have fun. Go travel and yeah. see for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Maybe travel. Really. Open your mind. On that note, I'll encourage, I'll encourage anybody to, like, when they are traveling, and this has been one of my favorite things that I started oh, yes, at a very no. young age, yeah. go to the most, go. go to the nicest area yes. in that country or in that city wherever you're at like literally ask locals and say where is the best place like yeah where do the wealthy people live in this area and mm-hmm. they'll tell you you go find it walk the streets whatever and just observe yeah like even close your eyes think about like what do you feel on mm-hmm. your skin what do you hear with your ears what do you see with your eyes what are yeah. you smelling like really fully submerge yourself and be present yeah and then also yeah. go to the most poverty area yes. in that country yes and do the exact same thing yes. close your eyes yes see what you feel on your skin what you hear with your yes. ears what you see with your eyes what you smell what you taste whatever it is yes sit there and really be present yes and yes. understand the full experience yes. of that place listen it does not get any better than that because because we have to realize that we are so blessed and it's not because essentially i mean we can attribute a lot of the things that has happened in this country and even the history that has happened in this country as well but if we fail to realize like there is so much to be grateful for yes right that we're always we will always try to strive for something that is not us and we get rid of the present us Right. And that is the only thing that you can change right now. Like, you can aspire to do something in the future. Right. You cannot allow the past to hinder you. But right. at the same time, you have to understand what it, what are you called to do now. And right. you are absolutely right. Like, don't just, I mean, you can be, I love the fact that we have travelers and we have people who want to experience so many things. Yeah. But we want to go and travel to be served. Right, right, right. <laughs> and to be seen. Ooh. The first time I walked seen, out yeah. of this country, the first time I got out of the country, we was right. literally in Mexico. We was going to um, a hotel, and we were passing by so many sticks and tin and literally trash, where yeah. people literally made houses out of trash. Oh. And I'm like, 
I don't even know if I could celebrate <laughs> because it really ignites yeah. something on the inside of you yeah. to really become a person who is an advocate for change. Uh, yeah. And not only that, like come back to your home and just appreciate not only the simple <laughs> things, but to lead from that place. Right. Now, when you walk into your job, Mm-hmm. Now when you now when you have conversations with individuals, that boy got a smile on his face, bro. You're present. Yeah, you're present <laughs> in that area because right. you know that you have an opportunity yep. to change uh, yeah. something that other people don't have the opportunity to do. Right. And the simple fact that you're not deciding the privilege to decide if you right. want to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> the privilege to decide if you want to like take a gap year. You know, right, right. <laughs> like we, we let's take, even break it down a little more. Yeah, simplified. let's break it down. I will never forget going to Africa and coming back and refusing to take a warm shower <laughs> for ten days. Yes, no, like yes, you don't realize you don't how realize. privileged you are. Yes, until you experienced something else. Yes. Right, and that's the only way to like to lead. And I'm not saying I'm not bashing the rich or I'm not bashing like classism or anything like that, but. If you want to give a lot more meaning to your mm-hmm. life, you really cannot get no farther than what you can do as far as serving people. And right. we're gifted in the area that we're called. That's why you're absolutely right. You cannot put a price on giving because of what it does for others. It ignites something passionately in somebody else that gives them the ability to do a whole lot more than what you can do with the gift that was given you. And right. that's how we're supposed to continue and move on as individuals. Yep. So yeah, like, no, I definitely encourage that. There is going to be, you know, a, a time where we're gonna have to like make a decision. Like, where are you, where are you getting from? And I promise you, if money becomes the thing that you strive for, yeah. you will never, fulfilled yeah but never <laughs> Matthew 6 24 <laughs> you cannot serve two masters since you will hate one and love the other and you know what's so funny about that one is about that scripture is that we sometimes think that the other master is Satan but it's not it's, it's mammon it's mm-hmm. money, mammon, money, wealth, yeah. fame, success, status. Because if you're always motivated by money, you're going to sway every time you see a dollar. Mm-hmm. But if you are motivated by a path and a purpose that you have been called to do, not only will you receive true riches, meaning what was meant for you to be a wealth. Not everybody's meant to be a millionaire because some people will, if they lose it all, they'll go crazy. Right. Versus somebody who maybe didn't have nothing and they gained something and they lost it. Their mindset is going to be like, well, I already have, I've already been in this position before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to just find my way to rebuild it back. Yeah. Right. But if you, not everybody's meant to have everything. Oh, right. So if you are always chasing after what somebody else has, you become a prostitute to their purpose. Mm. Woo. Wow. And a, and a prostitute to your own purpose as well. Woo. Yep. Yep, you selling yourself, right? Selling, selling yourself, yourself short, selling yourself, and then you then you look <laughs> yep. for them to value you in areas that they devalue, right? Yeah. So you're always striving for something that you can never like amount up to, right? Yeah, because it will never be what a person should truly, and that's that's another reason why you have to understand you know your worth as well, because yep. you have to understand like not everybody want what you can offer. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, th- that's why skills are so important. Gifts are so important. You you better be comfortable. Go where you are wanted. Right. Don't be mad because somebody don't want you. Right. Like, I think that's the hardest thing, especially for this younger generation as well, is that area of rejection. For right. people all the right. time. Yeah. And we got to understand, like, when we are redirected, we're redirected to get on the path that is, that is called for us to be more productive all then we are to try to fit into a place that we were never called to fit in. Mm. That, that goes to a good point. 
this is the 50th anniversary of hip hop, right? Where, where like hip hop has been, it's reached its 50th year milestone. And when you look at today's generation on how they look at hip hop, what they don't understand is, is that hip hop was originally built on originality. Yeah. People from New York wasn't rapping like people from Texas. People from Texas wasn't rapping like people from the West Coast. People from the West Coast wasn't rapping like people from the Midwest. People from the Midwest wasn't rapping like people from the Southeast. You could you could clearly see the distinct difference in the vocals, how they rapped, how they sung. But now these TikTok TikTok rappers and all these you know different hip, everything is in one unified song, one unified right. message, one unified dance, one unified. So it's like the culture has also disserviced the individuality of each and every person's gifts. Mm. And that's why, to your point, if you are not self-centered and self-bounded on who you are yeah. and you are okay, you don't understand because as Christians, you understand when you walk into certain rooms, you can feel that you have to discern yourself because you know that you are not in a place where you, your words may not be welcomed. And you still have to be confident and comfortable enough to still love them to still help them, to still serve them, yeah. to still listen to them, to still acknowledge them, to still make them feel important, to still make them feel special. You still have that responsibility because somebody said like this, if you think that you're having a bad day, think about who had the worst day. Right. Uh -huh. Think about who had the worst yeah. day that you could imagine uh -huh. for you, for me, for we, the world, the people. So, if we don't start putting a value back on individuality, our world will cripple because now we will all continue to conform to one idealism. Each and every one has been given specific gifts from one in order to go out and create a pathway and a purpose because he didn't want robots. He wanted individuality so that we can all see the beauty of what is what he has created, what he has given. If we don't see the beauty and what each and every one possesses and we always just want what that person has, then we're never going to truly appreciate the one who gave it all up. So we could have this opportunity to sit down, to help, to, to heal, to learn. Because sometimes it's also about what are we retaining? You know, but <clears throat> if we're not retaining healthy information, healthy affirmations, healthy conversations, healthy habits, just our our daily habits. What are we eating? What are we watching? What are we consuming on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis? Then that too can also, like, I'll give a very, I'll just give a corporate example. You know, there used to be a time when I was in the corporate sales space. Um, you know, you start to understand that how the corporations see the world was completely different and I struggled because especially when in esports technology and the gaming space a lot of the value was centered around Twitch, YouTube Live, uh, anything where you're sitting stagnant and watching streams and then the most of the money was generated based on okay if thousands of people are watching this particular person stream then we will go ahead and give them a sponsorship. Well, my mindset was like, well, in the next five to 10 years, these kids are going to start developing scoliosis, mental health issues, issues with their retinas, issues with their back. They're going to have mental health problems because of the amount of time that they're spending up versus the time that they're sleeping. Uh, their eating habits are going to be difficult. So we probably need to look for companies, partners and sponsors who cater to those particular things to help them. So that way, these young kids actually see a longevity because the average peaking age for professional and competitive gaming was the age of 25. And so it's still roughly around that same age because they started a lot younger they start gaming competitively from 12 years old going up to 25 so think about that that's a stretch where you've had a professional career doing something but now you've got to the age of 25 and your body has reached its peak and reached its toll so now what's the next level it's the same thing with professional athletes once those lower extremities start getting compromised you have to now 
your career is pretty much hitting that downwards that downward peak. So that's why most professional athletes, once they get to about the age 32 and 33, you can start to see that mm-hmm. that, that decline. And it crashes fairly quickly if they haven't been taking care of their bodies. And so all of it to say, it's like if we don't go back to a value structure based process of how we do business, how we minister to people, how we do nonprofits, how we deal with uh, just anything that's in the marketplace. If we don't go back to a value structured based mindset, then we are going to cripple the world because a value based mindset sees the beauty in something that doesn't look like you. Mm -hmm. If you cannot look at something that doesn't look like you and still acknowledge it as beautiful then you have a distorted retina. And your distorted retina has also been contributed to the culture that not only did you grow up in, but we all have an opportunity to leave that culture. We have an opportunity, but it's just like when the Red Sea got parted and they crossed the Red Sea and they get to the other side and it takes three days because they have no food and they're complaining, saying I would much rather still be a slave because at least I got fed. Mm -hmm. That's a mindset issue. Well, we have a whole podcast in itself. That's a mindset <laughs> issue that's also what's truly yeah. already within your heart. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that's where it starts. It starts with the heart. If you cannot look at your heart and recognize that it's flawed, it's tainted, and it needs to be recleansed so that when you can look at people with a true value that they can bring to this world, then you're going to continue to have a distorted retina. And that distorted retina will not allow you to grab somebody else's hand and say, okay, listen, we are all in this together. But we all I come from different walks of life, and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. But yeah, as we as, uh, begin to to wrap up, this has been just so fire, so fun. We're gonna have to definitely do this again. Yes. This uh, we're gonna jump into that question, but I do have one question I want to hear. Since so we talked about the next generation, we talked mm-hmm. about you know uh, community culture. I want to end with um, looking forward to you know uh, uh, the future. Right? How do you see company culture, uh, community engagement? and agility evolving over the next decade. What does that look like? Community evolving over the next decade. Yeah, like so like how do you like how does company culture and community engagement, you know, things that you guys both are passionate about or we all are passionate about here. Um how do you see it just evolving um over the next next 10 years? You want to go or you want me to go? Oh, yeah, the email. So but this one is a very interesting topic, so I'll try to keep it very vague. If you wanted to move in a very productive direction, you cannot look at community as a dollar sign. Community has to be community. You cannot put community into your KPI metrics for your revenue generation. You have to keep community as a community. You have to do business as business. There's nothing wrong with business, but you cannot overlap in community because you see it as a new way to generate revenue. If you focus on prioritizing community and finding everything in your power to take some of the wealth that you have earned and go out and serve the people who you are seeking your mm-hmm. revenue generation KPIs and metrics on, then you will also understand that they hold value because we are all a part of this business module, but certain things have to be put in certain buckets. And so in the future, right now, you start to see this trend of using heart felt situations and heartfelt initiatives as a way to generate revenue. If you follow that trend, you're going to fall on a steep cliff because eventually Mm. those people who you were called to serve will see that they're nothing more than a propaganda Mm. tool. Mm. And so in the future, we need to just make sure that we're distincting business from business 
and people from people. And if we can prioritize moving in those directions, then you will also see that both sides will recognize and realize that they need one another. We need products. they, They need products. We need services. And if we don't continue to move and keep it that way, then what's going to happen is we're going to create a blended way of how we see business. And so it's like, oh, how can I help you? Okay, well, I can help you with this, but it's going to cost you $13.99. Well, if I don't have the money to pay for it, then what am I going to do? So that too, then all attributes. So that's why bump KPIs, bump KPIs and metrics. Because right now, everything is centered around survival. Every company is looking for every single dollar that they can get. Every So that means jobs and companies and people will be compromised at some point. It may not be now, but it will be later. So right now, in the future, DEI does a great deal, but now DEI is starting to be used as another tool for revenue generation. So we have to be very mindful and be very cautious and careful on how we want to implement these institutions into our businesses so that way we know, like, okay, if you don't believe in it, just say you don't believe in it and just don't put it in there because now you're creating a false idealism of how you want to generate your revenue. So in the future, it's just important for companies to be very mindful on what their core structure is, what their core value is, and then stand on that and right. move forward with that. Right. And then if you recognize that, okay, I've come to a new turn in tide, maybe I do want to start focusing on this. Then be open and acknowledge that and then build it from there. But don't just build it because it's a part of the new company market trends that you're starting to see, oh, they're generating X amount, even competitors in the marketplace. Don't follow the trends of your competitors. Be an individualistic. Apple is still Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They don't have to really market the iPhone. People are going to buy it regardless. It's still Apple because they're still staying on their trend. They're not mm-hmm. following mm-hmm. the algorithms. They're just being true to who they are. So as a company, be true to who you are. Stand firm on your principles and values. And I believe that in the future, your business will still thrive if you still prioritize the products and the services that you were built to create. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting question because, you know, we live in America. Yep. It's America. <laughs> America. America. And, um, one of the things that you know, I don't, I don't really, absolutely have an answer. I guess I, I don't know. But one, one of the things that I really do feel like is going to affect the community, especially when it comes to how corporations can have like a fingerprint in in the community, is education. Mm-hmm. I really do believe if corporations allow themselves to offer a lot more internships, um, exposure, mm-hmm. and like dig in from an educational standpoint, I really do believe that the exposure will kind of ignite something on young individuals. And then, you know, making it up on our own. Sometimes we put a lot of pressure on corporations to do some of the things that we should be doing individually. And so, um, although there are areas where corporations can invest into communities, uh, but I really do feel it. I feel like if they can put like a, a pathway to like next steps, like how yeah. will I be able to get employed, or how can I get a get a opportunity to work here and be exposed to some of the things that you do on a day to day basis, really kind of open the minds of our young individuals, especially when it comes to community. And then, as far as like um, the people in those types of communities as well. It's essential to um, really just make sure that, you know, how we are functioning as a household individual and not relying so much on the educational school systems to teach our sons and daughters how to do something as simple as read. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that that has to be one of the things that we kind of like create a foundation for because um, the reading that is now happening within our younger generation is, 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 is numbers that are just unheard of right now. And so it really kind of puts, um, you know, the projections as far as like what it's gonna look like in the future that 
we you know worry about a lot so i think it is a, a personal responsibility as well but i have hope that there are there, there are going to be possible solutions as to how you can mend those two um those two industries um together because absolutely what you're talking about is we sometimes look at community as how can we profit off of you know consumers they look at community as consumers how can we you know eventually like profit off of you know the little that they essentially have and i think that if more education is being you know being taught in a way that actually gives them opportunity to see something different than what they've seen before it expands the community so it really gives people even the 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 younger generation even if they move outside of community a piece of that community is on the inside of them so they are just becoming a conduit of where they you know are from and i think that is important as well because now you are essentially making the idea of what america was founded on to a realistic standpoint to a realistic view so It's going to be interesting and kind of see what is going to happen like in the future as far as like corporations like actually being able to invest. I really do think that's always going to be a question because there's always something that they could be doing more, um, especially when it comes to how they're contributing to communities and things of that nature. But I don't want, you know, I don't want that individuals who are are in like high school feel hopeless that you know, yeah. maybe you know, college is not for me, or maybe you know, this is not, uh, or the path that a lot of people take is not for me. What other skill that I can have, or that would allow me to contribute to some of the things that are happening within the marketplace? And I thank God now that corporations are kind of seeing that there are some positions that you can offer individuals who do not have degrees. Mm-hmm. There are some positions that you can't offer individuals who do who didn't go the same pathway that we have told individuals to go for a long time. Yeah. And if you provide that opportunity, then you give them an incentive to then go back to the communities in which they were from and help other individuals like be pulled from that as well. Like my testimony is will not be as powerful as an individual who's in a community who grew up, you know, probably, you know, fatherless or motherless, who grew up with their grandparents, who probably was in the streets of that community. Like his message would have, his or her message would have so much power than mine of a person who never was in the community at all. Mm-hmm. And those are really the people who corporations should be looking for yeah. to go into those communities to kind of say, hey, if they can see you made it out, right. then we will invest in you to go into those communities and show other people how you were able to do it and give ideas on how other people can do it as well so that there can be some sense of hope that would allow other individuals to do the same thing. And it's not necessarily getting out, but it's how you become a value to society. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing. Can you become an individual who is an asset versus a versus liability? Can I share, yeah. I just say one ending statement with that? Yes. That'll be very brief. Think of the birds of the sky. Mm-hmm. They don't sow, they don't reap, nor do they store hay in a barn. But yet our Heavenly Father gives them food and shelter. Are we not worth more than birds? Once we as individuals realize that we are valuable and that we will be supplied all of our needs to do what we have been called to do yeah. is the moment that we really wake up and go all in on the path and the purpose that we've been called to walk. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Wow, this has been a fun conversation. <laughs> yes. uh, we will land this plane here and we have one last question. 
question for you guys. Uh, there is a question within this jar. It's the blue one from our last guest. If you guys want to open it up, read it, and then both of you guys will answer it. That's how we'll wrap this thing up. Nice. You want me to do the honors? Sure. You want me to pick the question? It's the blue one. At the yeah, top, the blue one on top. Oh. I'll pick the blue one on top. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. the last. The other ones have already been answered. Oh gosh. And you guys gosh. will write one for the next guest. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. When was the last time you tried something new? This was good. When was the last time, Trey? You try something new. The last time I tried something new was, I guess I'll go philosophical with this. The last time I tried something new was the moment where I came to my great awakening and I tried to find a more healthier way to relate to a culture I didn't understand. Mm. Um, sometimes mm. in this walk with Christ, you can be so locked in and so forth just that you forget the purpose of what the walk was for in the first place. Right. And so I think the trying something new for me was really centered in still looking into a culture which in my heart kind of started to reject and saying okay well how can i love how can i help how can i serve what can i do how can i be more relatable how can i be more intrinsic how can i be more thoughtful in my business plans my marketing strategies and my kpis and not make it so you know christ is the center of everything but not making it just rooted in that but how can i just be a person and i think trying something new for me was stepping out of the you know dark and trying to find my way to walk back into a newer light mm -hmm. nice that's yeah that's powerful um so the last time was that i tried something new was actually recently um my pastor pastor robert he he told me something he said he said aj you determine the depth depth god determined the scope mm. and it was at that moment i realized that my whole life i had been betting on other people instead of betting on myself yes mm -hmm. and my nude that I'm walking in now is fully investing in myself, yeah. fully investing in the thing that I am called to do, which also leads to servitude, but it also leads me to an area of complete humbleness and just complete like newness of, you know, some of the things that, you know, we, we sometimes train our mind to do like consistently all the time. And we are like, you know, I gotta get this done. I gotta get that done. Um, I think Josh and I were talking about this the other day too is just being still as well yeah. and allowing yourself to think and yeah. come up with an idea so that you can be creative around something. I brought that book by the way. You really? Yeah, yeah. I brought it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so in uh, what I tried to do and, and that consisted of me taking a step back on uh, my jobs and really going after it, you know, the plan, the purpose that God has for me. So, yeah, well, and that's new. That's, that's, that's new. Uh, all right, I'm not, I usually don't answer these questions, but I want to answer just because it's a special episode. Go and I got my two brothers here who are married. Yeah. So, what I tried new recently, hey, uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was pretty, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild to even really, you know, wrap my mind around because, like, I this is breaking know, news. I, I, this is breaking news. We heard it here first, right? Like, this is the first recording of me mentioning this. Uh, but what I did and decided to do was marry my my best friend. 
and... Do we have, do we have applause? Yeah, we have applause. Yeah, that's one of those. That's, 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 that's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother episode. So, like, I see my guy, Trey, is married. I'm married. Are you married as well? I'm, I am not. Not okay. yet. Okay. In due time. In due time. Due time. Hey, man, we're praying about we're this. We're going to have a relationship episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing, it's and like I said, place. I picture myself as being like a bachelor uh, for for you know not well yeah for the foreseeable future. That was just kind of like me. A couple of more years for at least at least <laughs> at least. But you know, I just I, I I pulled the trigger. I listened to you know my heart. I realized you know family <laughs> values was was important to me. I wanted to leave a legacy, and I said you know what, let's just let's just try it. Yeah. Um, yes. So got married a few months ago. Not many people know about that. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it is it is such a blessing, and like I said, I know like this could be an episode in itself. We talk That's about this, these experiences because this talk about experience. You said what? Talk about leadership. Talk about leadership. Josh literally came to me on a Tuesday and goes, "By the way, I'm getting married on a Saturday." <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we, I think I think we had uh, after that. I think we had coffee. Yeah. And then he comes with this ring on. I'm like, yo, what's that? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I got married. I'm like, yo, come on yeah. now. Right. <laughs> it was pretty. It was a phone call. I was like, bro, I got to let my, my married bros know. Yeah. So y'all are like, so like, I probably count on like both of my hands how many people actually really know. Well, now the whole um, world now, Yeah, now, now everyone gets a chance to know. Yeah, it's in the algorithm. You know, who knows? Who knows? He literally asked me, he was like, are you surprised? So I was like, no, right. not at all. Right. Yeah. It's Josh. <laughs> that is me. Very it's methodical. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very strategic, very methodical. But at the same time, this one was like I pulled it's the trigger. But it was something that's just, you know, it was on my heart. It was it was just new yeah. and fresh. And I feel renewed. And it is a completely different experience. So I feel like I had to weigh in um, to that question. I because got that. It was like, I didn't try to play well, back in the day. But since, you know. Right. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's other ones, but something new for myself uh-huh. is hosting this podcast. There we go. Yes. So, Which I was, it's been a fun journey. I'm so glad that you said that because I was going to mention at the end and just be like, I this is more of like your calling too as well. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm blessed to not only have known you, but to just get to witness you following your purpose, yeah. you growing in your purpose, wow. and then like impacting other people's lives through this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a, yeah. it's such a, it's such a cool experience. And I'm just like happy to be here, really. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just happy to be here. Well, thank you all for yep. being here today. Yes. Uh, this has been a very fun episode. I'm sure we'll have to yes. do this again and also condense this and maybe make it two or three episodes where there's so much useful content that I think really is valuable to people's lives and that they can actually gain wisdom from if they apply it correctly. Um, And so real quickly, because I'm sure people on the other side or listeners are going to have questions for you too, since since you guys gave some very thorough in-depth answers, where can people follow you and how can they stay in touch or reach out to you if they do have questions about some of the conversation that was had today nice so my name is aj with the a the a stands for alfred so you can find me on instagram at alfred jw underscore you can also go to my website at alfredwashington.com so all my information will be there as well and you can find me um mostly active on linkedin so trey thompson t-r-a-y thompson uh or you can find me on instagram at seven h-e underscore truth 24 7.
I like that you just had to look up your Instagram handle <laughs> to be He's able like, to that's, that's how much you know me on Well, thank Love you guys it. so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this channel and also follow us on Instagram at the Electric Theory Pod. And we will see you next time here on the Electric Theory. It was another good day. We had another good day. And if you line up enough good days, fuck around, have a good life.